This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome back to Drive the Lane. Maybe the biggest episode we've ever done because I can't ever remember a time where Joey was fresh off of calling a game on BTN, getting ready to call a game on BTN Plus. Ohio State basketball looked this good. I know they're not ranked, but we'll get to that. And we've never had a moment where Ohio State and Mizzou were getting ready to play in the Drive the Lane Bowl. Kyle McCord's in the transfer portal. Julian Fleming's in the transfer portal. Marvin Harrison's in the Heisman portal. This is just a crazy, crazy, crazy time for Drive the Lane. Shout out to all of our listeners who showed up in our Spotify rap that we just looked at. A lot to talk about, a lot to get to. I want to start with this, though, with you, Joey. You posted a little bit on Twitter, but real quick, our fans, our our followers were following you during the game. We were getting tweets. I was getting tweets to at Andrew Zolden about how cool it was to watch you. So you thanked our fans on Twitter, but to our listeners who tuned into the game, I'm sure you have a message for them. Yeah, well, first of all, incredible experience. Me and Andrew have talked about it off air. Um Kind of like, in a weird way, a little humbling, too, to go back to Ohio State and be on the other side of things and get to talk to all the coaches and everyone be so excited for me and all the ushers be excited for me and all the fans. I haven't signed an autograph, Andrew, in three and a half years since I've been back. And then all of a sudden people are like, oh, can I take a picture of you? Can I get an autograph? Like, it was kind of cool, kind of humbling. Um, Everyone was like, welcome back. I'm like, bitch, I've been coming back for the last three and a half years, but like every game. I lived here. So, um, but that's besides the point. Um, Incredible time. Wasn't as nervous as I thought I was going to be. I was very much excited. And there was no, there was no time to get nervous. Like you, I was constantly going from the second I got to the gym before the game, getting this hooked up and that hooked up, making sure this sounds good. I can hear this guy. I I can see this, this, getting the stats, blah, 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 whatever. So really, really cool. But obviously the real star of everything and the real my real biggest takeaway is thank you, thank you. Oh, is, oh, sorry. Uh no, my biggest takeaway is how grateful I was for everybody that tuned in, especially those that weren't at the game. I mean, the amount of love that I got on Twitter, on Instagram, people sending me Snapchats, people texting me, uh, emails, Facebook messages. Like, I mean, it goes on and on and on. Um I'm just so lucky and, and, you know, yes, it was really cool to call the game, but it was even cooler to see how many people are rooting for me and who, and, and people that care about my success and um, are happy that I'm happy, all, all that stuff. I mean, it's just really, really awesome. And it, truthfully, Andrew, I, and I was joking about this with my mom, like we agreed and for her, it's a little bit different than me, but I haven't gotten like, I haven't felt the way I felt before, during, or after since I've played basketball. I, I The adrenaline rush that you got during it, the amount of texts and good wishes I got before and after the game. I mean, it was more, it was more than I can ever remember past besides like my senior night and my first time scoring. Like that's the only times I remember my phone being filled with people that I love, people that I haven't heard from in forever in a, a combination of both. Um, so Really cool. I'm really honored. Thank you again to Big Ten Network for the opportunity. 
big shout out to Connor Onion for being an awesome uh, companion during this whole thing and, and for his advice and uh, steering the ship the whole time because he's amazing. Uh, and I'm excited to do it again on Wednesday. It'll be a little bit different, calling it with some students from Ohio State for BTM+. Plus. Um, won't be quite the production. If, 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 if you guys have BTM+, Plus and can tune in, awesome. If not, no hard feelings. But uh, should be a good time. Again, Miami, Ohio, a little bit better than Central Michigan. Uh, so uh, they're just, you, you know, we're just stacking days here for Ohio State basketball, which has proven to be a pretty damn good team. Well, I, I loved watching you. It was a lot of fun. It was it was very cool. Selfishly, I attached myself to the moment as much as I could. But I have a question for you yeah. that is about calling the game that actually then transitions us into Ohio State as a whole. Based on how you felt during the game, after the game, do you think it would have been easier for you if it was a closer game and more of the focus was on what's going to happen in the game? Because I felt like I was able to really sit back and listen to you and listen to what you were saying because I didn't, I, there was no reason to or fear of what would happen in the game. Did you think, oh, shit, people are really going to be listening to us because the game sucks? Did you think people are turning the game off or did you just do your thing regardless and then lead into how good the Buckeyes were in that game? Reflecting on it, I do think – I know I didn't think any of those things because I was just so focused on, you know, saying saying good stuff and being insightful and being fun and all that BS. Um, but like, yeah, reflecting on it, I think that it wouldn't have been crazy if I thought a, you know, oh my god, this sucks, everybody's turning it off, or b, oh my god, people who are listening are only listening for me and they are locked in on what I'm saying. But truthfully. I I kind of liked that it went away from basketball a little bit and because what I'm most comfortable with is just shooting the shit with you doing a podcast. And that's what it kind of felt like because, you know, Connor was just peppering me with random questions that were relevant to the game and relevant to my time at Ohio State. And I was comparing players like Evan Mahaffey to Andre Wesson and Dale Bonner to CJ Jackson and, you know, just all the fun facts that – excuse me, that I worked to prepare, I was able to to say, um, which was great. Um, and overall, it was just, you know, a really fun time. And I kind of appreciated the fact that, you know, there was, there was, in a sense, no stress either, because I mean, like, I'm, I'm human, I really wanted Ohio State to win, even though I'm calling the game. Uh, you know, I'm a journalist that's supposed to be you know, unbiased, but I, but the stress of, okay, Ohio state's not going to lose to a not so good non-conference team. Uh, not having that stress was, was also nice. So, um, and obviously, you know, all of that was thanks to Ohio state being really, really good that night, not having a hangover uh, after their awesome weekend in Florida uh, and coupling that with an awesome win against Minnesota to start out big 10 play. Um, Ohio State, while they're not ranked, definitely proving that they are a top team in the Big Ten, a top team in the country, you know, a, a team that is better, quicker than anticipated. Uh, and that all starts with the backcourt that if you combine Jamison Battle into the backcourt, or even if you just leave them out and it's Roddy and Bruce, like 
they've got the best backcourt in the Big Ten. And that means a lot. You know, Caleb Wesson was incredible. He's one of the best big men in the conference. But big men don't win you, uh, you know, they don't take you to Sweet 16s. Caleb won us a game against Iowa State in the Big Ten, in the in the tournament. He beat Indiana, right? But he, you know, having Bruce Thornton and Roddy Gale is incredible now, and it's going to be incredible in March. And, I mean, Bruce is just out of this world good. Roddy Gale doesn't doesn't jump off the stat sheet in the same way Bruce does, even though he's averaging like 15, 5, and 3 or whatever. But, I mean, Bruce is, I mean, 19 points a game, uh, great assist to turnover ratio, 40% from three, doesn't miss from the free throw line. If Boo Booey didn't just have 30 and 10 against Purdue to upset the number one team in the country, Bruce Thorne would be the runaway best point guard of the Big Ten so far this year. And Roddy Gale is right behind him in terms of guys, you know, you look at guys who have made the most impressive jump from last year to this year. Two of the top three guys are probably Bruce Thornton and Roddy Gale, which is pretty cool. And hopefully they keep that rolling. The offenses look great, but the defense has been incredibly impressive. Um, small sample size, as I said on the broadcast, because that's what Coach Holman told me to say. But um, <laughs> they're they're working. Didn't tell me to say he said it. Um, they're working. They're improving. They're only getting better. Bruce Thornton somehow gets better each game. Um, Jameson Battle was awesome against his against his. Uh, former team, super aggressive. Scotty Middleton, healthy and was great. Uh, Devin Royal has been awesome. Like the freshmen who are contributing are awesome. Uh, if Evan Mahaffey could score a couple baskets at, for his sake, I think that would be great. But, man, I mean, Zed has tapered off a little bit from his early success, but now Felix is awesome. Blocking shots, rebounding the ball at a really high level, and obviously dunking literally everything that he possibly can dunk. Um, so literally I, I tweeted the other day and said, we need to see like career percentages of players per- percent of points being dunks. And I actually think since I tweeted that he's definitely only had dunks <laughs> since well, I tweeted that it's insane. I, I just, listen, I call when I called the game, he had 12 points. Maybe he made a free throw or two, but he had five dunks at least. And all the dunks, are not like they're not. What's amazing is they're not like in transition or put back rebounds. It's like every single one is like lob dunk, bounce pass dunk. Like it's just so, and he's dunking on people. Like it's not just like wide open dunks. He jumps up and just puts it in. Like he's dunking on people, and it's uh, it's pretty fun. Like I, I said, like I said on the broadcast, um, if I could just do that once, the way he dunks the ball. That would be amazing, but he is, uh, yeah, he is a good yin to Zed's yang in terms of like Zed roll the ball in the post. He'll do a couple crab dribbles, go over his left shoulder, hit a hook shot, or you know he'll crash the offensive glass, get a great rebound, go up and one, you know, finishing around the rim. But Felix is like, oh, he's got like shades of Marvin Harrison where it's just like throw it up there because Felix is around the rim somewhere and he'll catch it and dunk it and. What's even more impressive is he kind of got called out for his rebounding earlier in the year, and now he's gone from averaging like three rebounds a game to in the last four games, he's up to six rebounds a game. So he's doubling his rebounds per game, which means he's you know grabbing more than just six lately. So he's been as impressive as the other guys have. He he does, you know, he blocks every shot, and if he doesn't block it, you know, you know he's there, and, he, and he's causing 
um, the, the, the guy shooting the layup to think, a think twice about it. So he's been amazing. The Buckeyes have been amazing. Yes, they're not ranked now, but if they take care of business this week, not only will they be in the top 25, they'll probably be, you know, 21 or 20, maybe even 19. Um, as much as it depends on Ohio State winning, it also depends on the teams that are in there losing. Um, so shout out to Wisconsin for breaking through after that that huge win against Marquette. But like, damn, like Ohio State is right there. And like I'll keep saying, they've gotten better quicker than I think anyone could imagine. So it's exciting stuff. The only thing that's not exciting, and we've seen the other end of it, where you don't really know what's going to happen in any game. And yes, you can lose any game. You can have a bad game at any time. But at least for the last few games, I haven't seen anything that we hadn't seen in the first few games. Even the A&M game, with the exception of Jameson Battle kind of not being a factor in the A&M game in the second half, we've seen the same thing in every game since then, which is Bruce dominating Felix dunking Zed bringing the energy Roddy looking smooth as hell and Jameson hitting big shots and and just you know playing his game including like you mentioned people are calling it a revenge game I don't think it was a revenge game Minnesota just like sucks and he wanted to leave for a revenge game for Holtman for sure yeah Holtman revenge game but not like Jameson battle probably is like I love being at Minnesota. I was arguably one of the best players in the Big Ten when I was in Minnesota. So I averaged 20 a game. So I did think it was funny people calling it the revenge game. But yeah, he's chose to leave. It's not a revenge game. Right, right. And he left and went to a bigger program. It's not like when guys go from it's not even Ohio that. State to like, hey, we're we're phasing you out of the program. We're bringing in some new recruits. If, yeah, if Kyle McCord played for Akron and Akron played Ohio State, that would be a revenge game. Jameson Battle right. shoot on his own accord to leave. His own what? His own McCord. His own Kyle McCord. Exactly. So the, the games this week, I, I'm kind of expecting more of the same. Penn State will be, you know, more – of a, of a challenge probably than Miami, Ohio. I, I guess you would, you would know more than me. Penn state lost a lot last year, including their coach and, and program shout out Miami, Ohio, just won a bowl game or just won a, won their conference in football, but I'm expecting and hoping that our next conversation is the Buckeyes rolled. The Buckeyes look good again. You know, they, won the games they were supposed to, and and now they're ranked. Much better feeling than last year when – or the middle of last year. But even at the beginning, like they lost a few games early in the year where you were like, all right, you know, some things are are not clicking right now. Some things are, are not looking good. So we won't, you know, spend too much time on it because there are two more games coming up, two more tests, two more battles. I'm not sure oh. if you're ready to – two more Jameson battles – I'm not sure if you're ready to dive into those games individually. I'm sure we'll see some tweets and stuff, but real quick, if you know, you're getting ready to watch the game at home, you're probably going to get upset when a random Miami of Ohio guy is, is playing well. Who's, who's that guy on Miami of Ohio and who's potentially that guy on Penn state. Yeah. Penn state, their point guard Ace Baldwin is great transfer from BCU came over with Mike Rhodes. Uh, Penn state just lost at home to Bucknell, but Bucknell you think, Bucknell, oh, that's a great mid-major team. They haven't been that good this year, so that's not a great loss. Uh, 
never a good loss, non-conference, non-power five team for Penn State, but um, they play hard. You know, like think about a VCU coach, Mike Rhodes is like, they play hard, they play fast. Uh, Ace Baldwin is is the guy for them. Um, in terms of Miami uh, of Ohio, I'm right now kind of breaking into my research with them. I've got my, my sheets made for the game and all that fun stuff. Um, they lost two uh, of their leading scorers from last year. One that's on the roster and hasn't played this year, uh, assuming that means he's hurt, not suspended. Um, but they, but another guy is not on the roster, transferred, gone, graduated. Another, another guy that graduated. They, so they lost a lot. What they do have are what they call the Fab Five, five freshmen that uh, most of them contribute. It's one of the highest rated recruiting classes in Miami history. Uh, but the best player is a guy named Darwishi Hunter. That's their best player. Uh, transferred from Northern Illinois. He's an Ohio guy who moved to Arizona for high school. Uh, he's from Cincy originally. Uh, Darwishi Hunter, that's their best player. They're, they're coming off a win against Marshall, uh, who we know. We love Marshall, so that, that that's a bummer for Marshall fans. But, um, yeah, they're better than Central Michigan, but they're not as good as Penn State. That's that's what I'll say about Miami, Ohio. Um it, Travis Steele is their head coach, who was the head coach at Xavier before. So he's got ties to Ohio State in a number of different ways in the state of Ohio. So um, all good stuff. It'll be fun. I highly recommend getting BTM Plus because this team is awesome to watch. I have a login. I'll share it with one person if you DM me and say, I heard the podcast. Give me your BTM Plus login. I'll change my password so you don't have my password to all kinds of stuff. But DM me. I'll give it to you. Transferring to the next topic. Nice. Well done. Ohio State football. A couple of things we don't know for the bowl game. We don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be. Kyle McCord's in the transfer portal. We don't know who the wide receivers are going to be. Julian Fleming's in the transfer portal. Marvin Harrison Jr. named a Heisman finalist. You'd think if he's going to the NFL, he's not playing in that game. Emeka Ebuka. I personally think, and I'll get into this in a second, I personally think you play in that game if you're a Mecca Ibuka, you didn't have the greatest year. You got one more chance to show, hey, I am still a first-round pick. Or if he decides to come back, then you're definitely playing in that game because you don't sit out a game when you don't come back. Julian Fleming, though, transfer portal, like I said, not sure what's going to happen. What we do know is we know the opponent and it's it's the Missouri Tigers, my school, Missouri? my alma mater. I have my alma mater, Missouri. I have always been a Buckeye guy on this show, but unfortunately for you, I gotta go MIZ with this one because Mizzou beating Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl is like the greatest Missouri football season in history. Ohio State beating Mizzou or losing to Mizzou in the Cotton Bowl. Honestly, no different. Disaster. <laughs> it may sway a coaching thing. Uh, maybe not with with Day if you lose to Mizzou, if your guys play. But I got a feeling Ryan Day is going to make this as tryout as possible. And they still have enough guys, even if they do that model, to, you know, make it look <laughs> like make it a competitive game and probably win. But Missouri, no one's going to be opting out for Missouri. I can tell you that. I mean, maybe yeah. a guy here or there. 
It's Missouri Super Bowl. Literally. Literally. Go ahead. Your stud wide receiver, definitely not opting out? Definitely not because he's coming back. He's a sophomore. Okay. Sorry. My bad. Uh, the stud running back. How much I know about Missouri football. The stud running back who led the SEC in rushing, Cody Schrader. Great story. Look him up. You'll you'll think it's cool. He walked on to Mizzou or something. I got to confirm it, but he was at Truman State, which is not a Division One SEC college football program. And so, I think the craziest part about all this is if Mizzou wins this game, they're going to end the season ranked higher than Ohio State, which is nuts. Doesn't really matter, but it, it's crazy if you know where Mizzou has been since I got to school there. But that's enough about Mizzou. I want to ask you, Joey, your thoughts on Kyle McCord being in the transfer portal. Any fun names that you've heard is potentially linked to Ohio State? And we have no knowledge of the portal or what's going to happen or where guys are going to go or, or how really it even works. But we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what, you know, would be fun to see. Yeah. Um, live reaction. Christian Kirk just got hurt on Monday Night Football, if anyone. Uh, he's transfer, part of, transfer portal to the IR. Yeah, he's – yeah, he's tra- – yeah, I definitely didn't bet on him at all. Um, but I am playing him on fantasy, confirmed. Uh, so, anyway. Um, first of all, Kyle McCord, wish that guy the best of luck. That's just such a bummer. He Like, statistically, did he have a bad year? No, but, like, on the eye test, he's, like, the worst – uh, like literally the worst quarterback Ohio State's had in my uh, young adult lifetime, uh, but that's not necessarily his fault. Um, wish him the best. That just stinks. He seems like a good kid. He's got a ton of moxie. He'll land on his feet. Um, but well, the rumors that I heard is the Washington State guy is a lock to Ohio State and the UCLA quarterback is a lock to Ohio State. So Cam Ward and, and I forget that the other kid's name is from UCLA. A couple of locks to the Buckeyes, so that's exciting. The fun thing would be Arch Manning coming to Ohio State, but apparently Arch Manning's returning to Texas. So, um, yeah, so that's a bummer for anybody who was hoping uh, Arch Manning was the next quarterback for Ohio State. But what's also realistic is we have two amazing freshmen next year. One's a redshirt freshman, one's a regular freshman, in Kleinholtz and and Air Nolan. So there are options. One of those guys has to be good. They just have to be. We're going to get – I'm imagining we're going to get a portal quarterback. And the freshmen, you know, I'm a little worried. Not, not really, but the freshmen are going to compete. And if, and Ryan Day is going to start the best quarterback, but I also think there's an element of, uh, there's an element of he's coaching for his job and he's not just going to start a freshman just, just because like he's going to go out and get a transfer so that he makes himself look look good too, just in case, you know? So um, I don't know. What do you think the funnest scenario would be there? I think the most fun thing would be Cam Ward comes in. He's great for a year or two. I got to look exactly how long he'd be there. Even if he's a fifth year next year, I'm sure there's a way he could be there a sixth year. Bo nicks it up. But I think Cam Ward is the best, you know, game ready guy for next year. And then Air Noland, who granted, granted, we don't know nearly enough about Air Noland. I have no clue. I mean, we have no clue. Yeah. Um, 
but I mean, you rather learn under a guy like Cam Ward, who's really been good. The, the UCLA guy is more of a, you get your quarterback for the next few years. Yeah, he's a five-star and recruit. Like, yeah. He wasn't that good this year. He is, he, like, that's kind of what you would be getting. And Air Nolan tweeted today, coolest name ever, by the way, Air. Literally the coolest name ever and perfect for a quarterback. He tweeted today, 100% committed to Ohio State. I think that would maybe change if the UCLA guy came because he's so young and you'd expect him to be there two to three years. But Cam Ward, I think, is one year. I'd have to look, but I think he would be a one year. Are you afraid of competition? Cam Ward, I think you come for sure. But I think if you go and get that UCLA guy, if you're Ohio State, you're getting him to develop next year and then be incredible the year after. Because he wasn't that he wasn't that good this year. He well, was wait, so young. You think Day would get somebody that's he's, if he goes to the portal? I think he's getting somebody that he thinks could start to do a really good job. A hundred percent, I agree. But maybe, maybe he gets both those guys. Who knows? Let me look at Cam Ward. Cam Ward. I mean, I'm I'm way off. He. He was a sophomore last year and a junior this year. Yeah. So, yeah, he'd come in for one year. He must have transferred from like a – I mean, we don't know enough about this, so this is kind of pointless. But it says in 2022 he was a sophomore, and it doesn't say he redshirted. So, maybe he came from somewhere else. I don't know. Whatever. Either way, but next we're, year he's we're next year he's a, <laughs> he's a senior. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, we're, we're probably spending too much time on, on this topic, but – and we're not going to preview the bowl game or do anything like that because we don't even know who's playing. So we'll have that conversation when we know who's starting a quarterback and we know who's playing. I will say this though, if anyone's panicking about Julian Fleming, he has like 250 yards this year and 25 catches, something like that. Not a, a catastrophic program changing loss he no one wants to see him go i don't think but it's not like a mecca Buka's transferring for his right life. i don't think julian fleming is going to go to like usc and be the best receiver in the country next year at a, a premier premier school like i don't think he's going to be keon coleman leaving michigan state and going and being and if he is good on him right but keon coleman was really good at michigan state right so but that's michigan state but yeah I uh I'm I'm excited tentatively for this bowl game because like beyond the beyond them playing Mizzou, um they the young guys are gonna get a chance, you know? Like yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be all freshmen and sophomore wide receivers, basically. I'm sure Kate Stover will play. Um Devin Brown's gonna be the starting quarterback, maybe, probably, hopefully. Um we aren't even talking about him starting next year. Um, and uh, like, you know, Trayvon Henderson's not going to play. So you're going to get to see Dallin Hayden. Like it's, it, it's pretty cool. So um, it, that's a major spin zone. Cause it sucks. that we're not, we're not playing in the fucking national championship and, or the college football playoff. And yeah, on the surface, we're playing Missouri and that sucks too, but like, you know, we'll, we'll persevere. Yeah, but did you see uh, Drinkwitz saying he's going to call Connor Stallions, get some advice for the Ohio State game? That's funny. Yeah, I laughed out loud. That was great. Well done. It's exciting. 
it's exciting stuff. We're going to have more guests on the show soon. I might even try to get us a, a Mizzou guest to help preview that game. If it's good and funny, like a Drew Locke type guy. Should we have, should we have Adam Wolf? <laughs> should we feed the wolf? Yeah. We'll get Adam Wolf on. I mean, if you know who Adam Wolf is and you're listening to this, tweet at us. I mean, I guess there's a chance your buddies are, are my buddies. But if you don't know, if you don't have Joey and I's number in your phone and you know who Adam Wolf is, tweet at us. And we'll 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 make it worth your while. Um that's yeah, that's that's good stuff. Um I just gotta say one more thing and then you can do your shout out. Oh, no, I don't have any shout-outs. Ohio State basketball has not lost since we flipped the buckle-up, drive-the-lane thing. Just saying. Just saying. Well, I, well, I mean, I can't do it again, so. Oh, yeah. Me. Red Hawks, Nittany Lions. All right, I think I got it. I think I got it. 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 And I'm definitely not saying. We got to switch it back before beat the Missouri Tigers. <laughs> uh, well, I hope everybody out there enjoyed this episode. Like Andrew said, we'll have more guests on. Uh, here soon. It's been a weird time. Me going back and forth from Chicago, a bunch moving in the holidays. I started a new job, all this BS. No one wants to hear, but we will have more people on. We were supposed to have a guest on last night, but we had stuff happen. It would have been a freaking awesome interview, but that's okay. We'll get that's him on, on me. That's on me. That's on me. It's okay. We'll, we'll get him on soon. It'll be all good and stuff. But in the meantime, everybody out there, make sure you buckle up, drive the lane and go Buckeyes. Beat the Red Hawks and beat those Nittany Lions. Well done. Well done. <laughs>